Good. Mr. Mora? Yeah? Officer Olsen? Yeah, right up. Well, saw him tending bar down there at Eklund and Swedlin's last Tuesday, and this little guy's drinking, and he says, so where can a guy find some action? I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, what kind of action? And he says, woman action. What do I look like? And I says, well, what do I look like? I don't arrange that kind of thing. And he says, but I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, yeah, but this ain't that kind of place. Uh-huh. He says, oh, so I get it. So you think I'm some kind of jerk for asking, only you don't use the word jerk. I understand. And he calls me a jerk. Says, last guy thought he's a jerk. He's dead now. So I don't say nothing. He says, what do you think about that? And I says, well, that don't sound like too good a deal for him then. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. He says, yeah, that guy's dead, and I don't mean of old age. Then he says, geez, I'm going crazy out there at the lake. White Bear Lake? Yeah, well, at Eklund and Swedland, that's closer to Moose Lake, so I made that assumption. Oh, sure. Anyway, he's drinking at the bar, so I don't think a whole great deal of it. But then Mrs. Mora, she heard about the homicides down here and thought I should call it in, so I called it in. End of story. But what this guy look like, anyways? Oh, he's a... Little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody doing? It is Tuesday, April 6, 2021. We're hitting the AFC and NFC North today. We're going to get these depth charts finished out before uh, the NFL draft, which is coming in just a little over three weeks. And uh, we actually have some news about that, at least from uh, my whether or not I'm actually going to go to the NFL draft this year. And guess what? I am not. I am going to go ahead and skip it, considering the fact that uh, what they have going on is you can reserve... A spot, a, a window of time to go to the NFL draft this year. Um, that is uh, basically what it is, is you can reserve this three-hour window, and you can only choose one window for the whole weekend. And it's not even anything that really pertains to the draft itself. You're not going to be able to you know, watch the actual show. Um, it's basically going to be like their gaming area, uh, the place to go get autographs, which, you know, it's all virtual, um, check out, uh, memorabilia, uh, from the, uh, 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 NFL itself. So there's really no reason for me to go to Cleveland, uh, this year. So we're going to miss out again, unfortunately, um, for the second year in a row. What that will mean, though, is that we will have uh, draft coverage of some sort, doghouse style. 
Uh, much like last year, although this year going to try and take a look into doing a live video feed. Uh, I've already discussed with one Mr. Paul Burkholtz uh, what we're going to do. Uh, he's going to be available uh, so far as what we know. He's going to be available for the first night of the draft. Now what happens on that Friday? Uh, that's still left up in the air. It could just be a solo show or could bring in another special guest for that show uh, to cover the second and third rounds. So uh, that's kind of the updated thing. I will still be making a trip out to Ohio in August uh, for the Fantasy Football Expo out in Canton. Uh, the second weekend of August, to be exact. Um, be out there for the... Uh, not participating, but out there for the King's Classic draft. Uh, that's came about a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe Brad Evans is behind it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, should be a good time. Uh, hopefully, a lot of the COVID protocols are uh, kind of slowed down. Um, because right now in Cleveland as well. Uh, another reason why I'm not going is that they still apparently have a stay-at-home order, so there's not really any reason to go because you're not going to be able to do anything outside of the draft. So I, so you want people to go out here for this three-hour window. You want them to travel uh, across the country, wherever, to go to this you know <clears throat> event, and it's really just a neutered event. So... Uh, like I said, going to skip it. We're going to keep our fingers crossed. We're going to try Vegas again next year, uh, in April, get the whole crew together and we'll have, uh, content from out in Sin City. Like I said, we're going to go ahead and finish off the depth charts. We're going to be in the AFC and NFC North. We will start in the AFC North. Uh, we will start with Baltimore. Uh, so yeah, let's get going there. Uh, draft selections for the Baltimore Ravens. They have a total of six. They have a late second, late third, late fourth, late fifth, uh, another late fifth and a late six. Uh, let's see where we've got our off season losses and off season additions. Uh, Mark Ingram running back was cut. Robert Griffin, the third quarterback cut Chris Moore wide receiver signed with Houston, Matt Skura center signed with Miami. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, Willie Sneed signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, who did they bring in? They did bring in offensive guard Kevin Zeitler from the New York Giants. Josh Oliver, who they tra uh, the tight end that they traded for with Jacksonville. Uh, very disappointing couple of years there in Jacksonville. Uh, hoping to kind of resurrect his career here. Uh, pretty much doubt that that's going to happen. Sammy Watkins, wide receiver, comes in from Kansas City. Uh, you can go ahead and just keep that one. Uh, that was a terrible signing as far as I'm concerned. Quarterback, they're going to be fine. They got Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trace McSorley moves up on the depth chart with the loss of Robert Griffin. Uh, Patrick Ricard, <clears throat> the... Uh, Iron Man of sorts 
uh, is going to be the fullback again. He is a fullback slash D tackle. Uh, running backs, you're going to have J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards is back, Justice Hill, and Tyson Williams. Uh, they might late in the draft. Six selections, really, you're going to have to you know, focus on guys that can actually probably help you. Um, but maybe in that sixth round, they might look at a running back there. Wide receivers, like I mentioned, Sammy Watkins coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, paired up with Marquise Brown on the other side. Devin Duvernay should be the main slot wide receiver, although at, at times we could see one Miles Boykin uh, filling in from time to time. Uh, <clears throat> I would expect them to kind of look at wide receiver. If they do do it, it's going to be with that second-round pick, but all the good guys could be gone, and that's kind of a problem because uh, if you really want a guy that can supplant Sammy Watkins, you're going to want a guy uh, who's probably more of a first-round talent. At tight end, you're going to have Mark Andrews. Nick Boyle is back. You have Eric Tomlinson and then one Josh Oliver. <clears throat> they also have Jacob Jacob Breland and Eli Wolf. They were both uh, rookies from last season, uh, not very great rookies. Uh, moving to the offensive line, working from left to right as usual, Ronnie Stanley, Bradley Bozeman, Patrick Makari, Kevin Zeitler, and Orlando Brown. They have quite a bit of depth, uh, at least a little bit better than uh, most teams. Uh, so most of the backup filler roles uh, depth is going to probably be UDFAs. Uh, those are undrafted free agents after the draft. Uh, wouldn't expect them to really expend um, any type of draft capital at any of the offensive line positions. Moving on to the defense, who did they lose? They lost Matt Judon, outside linebacker, to the New England Patriots. Yannick Ngankwe, defensive end, went to the Las Vegas Raiders. Jihad Ward, uh, defensive end, went to Jacksonville. And J. Ron Curse, free safety, signed with Dallas. Who did they bring in? One player and one player only, and that is Geno Stone, strong safety from Houston. Actually, probably about the best secondary piece outside of Bradley Roby is who they got. Working on the defensive line, weak side to strong side, Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, and Derek Wolf. They are very strong across the front. Pernell McPhee, uh, working from weak side linebacker to strong side linebacker, you'll have Pernell McPhee, Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, and one Tyus Bowser. Uh, pretty strong at the linebacker position, although they could look at it again at middle linebacker. Uh, Patrick Queen will be entering his second season. He did rate uh, very poorly last year, which was quite surprising. I thought he was actually playing pretty decent. Uh, he did not get the job done. I expect him to bounce back this season. Uh, Malik Harrison is a guy that they could really build up on, but they did re-sign backup LJ Fort this last week. So he is definitely a guy who may fill in for one Malik Harrison. Free safety, you're looking at Deshaun Elliott, and at strong safety, it's going to be Chuck Clark. They are pretty strong. They're pretty you know, decently deep as far as depth. Uh, they do utilize backup safeties in some of their corner roles, uh, nickel and dime type sets. Corners are going to be Jimmy Smith and Marcus Peters on the outside, Although, but that's when they're three wide. Marlon Humphrey, I would expect to actually truncate uh, one Jimmy Smith on the outside when he's not playing in the slot. 
but they are pretty good at the quarterback position. They could use just a bit of depth. Three offensive free agents, two defensive free agents left for a total of five free agents from last year's team, 17.7 in salary cap space. So the Baltimore Ravens are looking pretty good, uh, but I would expect them to try and build on last year's success, uh, namely, hopefully, they can actually get themselves a good wide receiver. Moving on to Cincinnati, they have eight draft selections, high first, high second, high third, high fourth, high fifth, high sixth, mid sixth, and a high seventh. Uh, so they're in a pretty good position this year. Off-season losses, one B.J. Finney, center was cut. Seathan Carter, tight end, left for Miami. A.J. Green, wide receiver, left for Arizona. Bobby Hart, backup offensive tackle, was cut. Alex Eris- Erickson, wide receiver, signed with Houston. Ryan Finley, uh, quarterback they traded to Houston. Uh, good riddance to one Ryan Finley. Uh, Randy Bullock, a kicker, left for Detroit. And John Ross, the third wide receiver, signed with the New York Giants. <clears throat> Off-season additions, one Riley Reef, offensive tackle from Minnesota. Uh, not the greatest offensive tackle out there, uh, but definitely one that can get the job done here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Moving on to wide receiver, you're going to have Auden Tate on one side. T. Higgins, the guy that we liked last year. And he had a really good season. Really good season. Love T. Higgins. Pardon me. Um, Tyler Boyd in the slot, per usual. They are lacking a bit of depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, Unless they're looking to quite possibly... Um, use that high first, high second on a wide receiver. I uh, wouldn't see them actually tackling it in this year's draft. Uh, more than likely going to be that high second. That high first should be for an offensive lineman, maybe Penny Sewell out of Oregon. We will see. That would be actually pretty nice if they did get Sewell. Uh, rumor has it that his arm length actually measured out quite short to be a left tackle so they could actually bring him in move him in at right tackle and move riley reef inside uh let's deal with this offensive line before we go to the tight end so from left to right you would have jonah williams the first round pick from two years ago michael jordan not that michael jordan uh trey hopkins quentin spain and Riley Reef, like I said, if they went after a guy like Sewell, for instance, uh, would see him move into the right tackle position, move Riley Reef inside to either supplant Michael Jordan or Quentin Spain. Tight ends, you're going to have Drew Sample, CJ Uzuma, Mason Shrek, and one Mitchell Wilcox. Uh, they could use a very good upgrade here. Now, whether or not they would go after Kyle Pitts with that first round pick. Uh, that remains to be seen. Doubt it was going to happen. Uh, offensive tackle. Let's keep Joe Burrow on his feet. Moving on to the defense. Here are your offseason losses. One, Geno Atkins, D-tackle cut. William Jackson, the third cornerback, uh, signed with Washington. Uh, he had some choice words to say about Cincinnati fans, so uh, enjoy that one. Uh, Bengals, Bengals uh, elite. Uh, Carl Lawson, defensive end, signed with 
<clears throat> the New York Jets. Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback, went back to Minnesota. Sean Williams, strong safety, signed with Arizona. Who did they bring in? They brought in Mike Hilton, cornerback quarter, from uh, Pittsburgh. Chidobi Awuzie, cornerback from Dallas. Larry Ogunjobi, the D-tackle from Cleveland. Trey Hendrickson, defensive end from New Orleans. Eli Apple, cornerback from Carolina. And Ricardo Allen, free safety from Atlanta. So they really are attacking this cornerback group again, trying to upgrade it, uh, at least fill in from uh, what William Jackson III was getting done last year um, and then, you know, turn that basically into a nice payday for him. And they also did do some work along the defensive line. This team does need a lot of work, though. Not a lot of depth out there. Defensive line, starting from weak side to strong, Trey Hendrickson, Larry Ogunjobi, DJ Reader, and Sam Hubbard. Uh, they really need some depth at the D-tackle positions, uh, specifically behind one DJ Reader there. Uh, linebackers, you're looking from weak to strong. Logan Wilson, German Prate, and Akeem Davis-Gaither. They need solid upgrades all across the linebacking group. Free safety is going to be Jesse Bates. Your strong safety is going to be Von Bell. They look good there. Could use a little bit of depth at the strong safety position. And then your corners, you'll have Chidobe Awuzie on one side, Darius Phillips on the other, and then I would expect Mike Hilton to be your slot corner. Um, this group, whether or not they can actually go get themselves an, a decent corner in there, uh, they will probably leave this one alone. Um, as far as the draft is concerned, I think they made their moves in free agency. One offensive free agent remaining, six defensive free agents for a total of seven. They have $23.79 million under the cap. Moving on to Cleveland. Cleveland, nine picks this season. Uh, round one, they have the 26 overall. And then from there, late second, late third, late third, high fourth, late fourth, late fifth, late sixth, late seventh. Offseason losses, not very many. Kendall Lamb, the offensive tackle, went to Tennessee, and then they cut offensive tackle Drake Dorbeck. They did bring in reserve offensive tackle Greg Sennett from Dallas. The Cleveland Browns should be good at quarterback with one Baker Mayfield and then having Case Keenum as his primary backup. Uh, Keenum, of course, has ran the Kevin Stefanski offense before, uh, so they're good there. Your fullback is going to be Andy Junovich again, and then your running backs, the solid group, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, John Kelly, who did not log a carry last year, so he did not get a rating. Uh, he was actually played for the L.A. Rams. And then Johnny Stanton. Wide receivers, you're looking at Odell Beckham Jr. again. He is back from his, I believe it was Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken on that. Um, you'll have Jarvis Landry in the slot when they're three wide. Otherwise, Landry will be across from Beckham. Uh, when they do go three wide, they didn't br really bring anybody in. Uh, now, they they could actually have Rashard Higgins 
uh, back on that side opposite of one Odell Beckham Jr. He did resign. Uh, he was a restricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I'm kind of thinking that one Donovan Peoples-Jones or DPJ uh, could actually line up uh, at least from time to time. They could be a complete split with Higgins. Uh, but Peoples-Jones is really more of the downfield threat than any of the other wide receivers. Beckham. Beckham can be the downfield threat, but he's kind of like Jarvis Landry. He just runs a little, his route's just a bit deeper, uh, but not really that 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 banging down the field type guy. He gets most of his you know big plays from the short yardage uh, throws <clears throat> where he takes it and utilizes his athleticism to expand the play. Tight ends, you're going to have Austin Hooper. David Njoku is still there. Um, I would have thought they would have cut him by now because they do love themselves. One, Harrison Bryant, I do as well. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on Njoku. He should actually have some uh, clause in his contract where he's got guaranteed money by a certain day. Um, so we'll we'll pay attention to that. We'll see what happens. Offensive line, real good offensive line. You have the rookie Jedrick Willis Jr. He was actually rated the lowest, and he was still rated uh, slightly above average. Uh, right guard Joel Petonio, J.C. Treader at center, Wyatt Teller at right guard, and Jack Conklin at right tackle. They are deep, 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 deep at the offensive at every offensive line position as far as depth. So no worries there. Uh, no need to spend any picks here. Now, they could actually go after a wide receiver, to be completely honest with you, if they're not 100% sold on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, but I would expect most of these uh, draft picks to actually go towards the defense. So let's move on to them. Off-season losses for the Cleveland Browns defense. You have Adrian Claiborne, defensive end was cut. Vincent Taylor, D-tackle, signed with Houston. Larry Ogunjobi, we just talked about, D-tackle, signed with uh, Cincinnati. My bad. Uh, Kevin Johnson, cornerback, signed with Tennessee. Tavari Thomas, corner, signed with Houston, as did Terrence Mitchell, the, another corner that signed with Houston. Tay Davis, linebacker, signed with Houston. Houston seems to love Cleveland players. And then you had Trayvon Young, defensive end, was cut. Who did they bring in? They did bring in Takaris McKinley, defensive end from the Raiders. John Johnson, free safety uh, from the L.A. Raiders, although we will talk about him uh, momentarily, Anthony Walker, linebacker, signed from Indianapolis. Troy Hill, this was a nice signing. Um, didn't really like the contract itself as far as the money is concerned, but um, cornerback from the L.A. Raiders, uh, he will be their starting slot corner. Uh, and then Malik Jackson, defensive tackle, came over from Philadelphia. So 4-3 defense, let's work from weak to strong. Miles Garrett, Malik Jackson, Sheldon Richardson, and Takaris McKinley. Uh, the only thing I will say about this defensive line is that it's not very deep. Um, so they will look to expand on that. Uh, quite possibly find guys that can uh, they can groom and fill into those spots in a year or two. Linebackers, you're going to have from weak to strong, Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker, and Sione Taki Taki. You know I love that name, Sione Taki Taki. Uh, here in the linebacker core, 
They do have enough depth in here, but I would like to see them actually get better um, where Jacob Phillips is on the weak side linebacker front. Uh, Anthony Walker, I know they signed from Indianapolis. I don't hate that signing, um, but I would like to see them actually get better, a little bit better there at a middle linebacker. Probably not going to happen. Now, when we get into the safety positions, you have the rookie from last year, Grant Delprit. Okay. He got hurt before the season, didn't log any, you know, any snaps whatsoever. He should be, as long as he's back from his injury, should be the starting free safety, which actually moves John Johnson to the strong safety position, um, pushing back Ronnie Harrison. Uh, they can utilize some of these safeties in dime coverage, uh, quite possibly in quarters as well. Um what I would expect them to actually use some of their picks on is uh, uh, corner, okay? You have Greedy Williams was hurt before the season. Uh, he'll start on one side. Denzel Ward, of course, the stale Ward. Uh, very excellent corner on the opposite side. Troy Hill on the slot. Um, I would expect them to use a pick or two at corner, namely to the higher end the higher end picks to actually push greedy williams greedy williams has not earned that spot opposite of denzel ward robert jackson played there last year i uh, saw a little bit of mj stewart at times as well uh they need a stud to go along with one denzel ward and then i think this defense is going to be completely set this team is set for a Super Bowl run as long as they can navigate this AFC North. Offensive free agents, they have two remaining. Defensive free agents, four for a total of six. $12.69 million in salary cap space. They are in very good shape uh, going into the season. Pittsburgh Steelers, they have eight draft picks. Late first, late second, late third, late fourth, late fourth, late sixth. So two fourths, no fifth. Mid seventh and a late seventh. Who did they lose on the offensive side? They lost Vance McDonald, the tight end, to retirement. Marquise Pouncey, their longtime center, to retirement as well. And Matt Filer, offensive guard, signed with the L.A. Chargers. Who did they bring in? They did snag B.J. Finney, the center from Cincinnati. Tyler Simmons, wide receiver, was just a free agent uh, UDFA from last year, as was one Matthew Sexton, another wide receiver UDFA from last year. Rashad Coward, offensive guard from Chicago, was brought in. Joe Hag, offensive tackle, free agent from Tampa Bay. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, the shittiest player in the NFL, at least at the running back position, one Kalen Balage from the L.A. Chargers. Quarterback, <clears throat> we got a bunch of questions here, okay? Ben Roethlisberger is back for another season, but he is not long to remain the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. They do have Mason Rudolph. He did play well in the one game that he was in. We will have to see what happens uh, here. They could go after a quarterback uh, in this draft. Uh, probably not going to be a high-end quarterback. 
they are not in the running for any of the. Um, oh, I'm losing my ass in baseball today. Uh, they are not in the running for the top, you know, four or five guys. So we can just basically scratch that off the list. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, so we'll have to see. They did bring back Mason Rudolph. Um, so we'll have to see if he's going to be the quarterback of the future. I really highly doubt it, to be completely honest. Um, and then Josh Dobbs uh, is basically a free agent. He's not going to be back. They did bring in Dwayne Haskins, but the, it's just a pipe dream for him to ever make it as another starting uh, quarterback in this league. Fullback, you're going to expect to see Derek Watt be the primary starter. Uh, Jalen Samuels, Trey Edmonds backing him up. Uh, running backs, as of right now, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Kalen Belange, and then James Conner, still a free agent, has not, be, has not been signed. I would expect them to take a, a running back in this draft, <clears throat> either with that second-round pick or with that third-round pick. Uh, I don't think they'll slip very much farther. Le'Veon Bell was a third-round pick uh, when they selected him back in, what, 2012, 2013, 2012. So uh, I would expect them to definitely go after a guy because you are not using Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland. I do like McFarland a little bit, but they can't keep rotating those running backs. The owner, the owner of the uh, Steelers has said as much uh, as well out loud in front of everybody. So, uh, wide receivers, you're going to have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool across from him. Juju Smith Schuster playing the slot again. Uh, we would expect this, uh, offense to kind of get a little bit, but, uh, more into the ground and pound versus, uh, the, you know, down the field, uh, throwing of Ben Roethlisberger, more of a dink and dunk type offense this last season. So I'm a little bit lower on these wide receivers, but it's very good. It's a very good wide receiver group. Uh, still have James Washington there, Ray Ray McLeod, who's you know primary returner. So I don't expect them to actually spend a draft pick on a wide receiver, uh, at least not in the higher end. Tight ends, you're going to have Eric Ebron, Zach Gentry being your two main guys. They could go after a tight end in this draft. Again, it's it's Kyle Pitts or nothing. So... If Kyle Pitts doesn't happen to drop to the 24th pick, then I would expect them not to bother with the tight end. Uh, offensive line for right now is Chukwuma. Okarafor. Oh, my God. Chukwuma. Okarafor. Okarafor. Chukwuma. Okarafor. At left tackle, Kevin Dotson, left guard. J.C. Hanaser. Uh, at center, David DeCastro, David DeCastro, Castro at right guard, and Zach Banner at the right tackle position. Uh, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. They need to get younger along their offensive line. They also could use a little bit better depth as well, uh, but we'll see what happens there. Moving on to the defense, off-season losses. You have Bud Dupree, off, uh, outside linebacker. Uh, had the knee injury, signed with Tennessee. Vince Williams, inside linebacker, cut. Steven Nelson, cornerback, cut. Oh. Ola Sakamini. Ola. Ola. Soon. Kan. Me. Aden. Eye. 
outside linebacker signed with Tennessee. I'm not going to fucking say that ever again. I'm done with it. And Sean Davis, free safety, signed with Indianapolis. Who did they bring in? Uh, inside linebacker Miles Killebrew from Detroit. Mike Hilton, cornerback from Cincinnati. Jarvis Miller, just a free agent linebacker. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, actually, Miles Killebrew was actually a strong safety. I have him twice. Why the fuck did I do that? Oh, that's right, because I knew about it, and then I just fucking forgot. I'm telling you, you can't let, leave the old guy here. Can't leave the old guy to do nothing anymore. Can't do it. Come on, get there. There we go. Uh, defensive line. Uh, defense is still pretty decent here. You're going to have Cameron Hayward, Tyson Alualla, uh, Stephen Tuitt along the front, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Allen, Devin Bush, and TJ Watt are your linebackers from weak side to strong. Uh, would expect them to actually get uh, another outside linebacker and an inside linebacker uh, to move in front of Highsmith and Allen. Your free safety is going to be Minka Fitzpatrick. We all know they're good as gold there. Terrell Edmonds will be your strong safety there. They can use some depth here at the safety positions. And then corners, you're going to have Justin Lane. Ugh, gross. Uh, cross from Joe Hayden and then Cameron Sutton in the slot. Expect them to attack corners heavily. Uh, so most of these picks are probably going to go towards the defense. So um, let me think here. First-round pick, defense. Second-round pick, maybe running back or defense. Third-round pick, running back or defense. And then it's defense, 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 defense. <laughs> maybe an offensive lineman uh, with one of those fourth-rounders or even quite possibly that third. So uh, we'll stay paying attention to that. Uh, five offensive free agents, three defensive free agents for a total of eight. They also are $9.1 million under the cap, so they're in a pretty decent position and allows us to move to the NFC North. And with moving to the NFC North, we are going to start with our favorite team, the Chicago Bears. More like the Chicago Chipmunks, if you ask me. Eight draft picks in this year's draft, uh, 20th pick overall in the first round. Uh, <clears throat> Mid-second, mid-third, mid-fifth, mid-sixth, late-sixth, late-sixth, and another late-sixth. So, and I really screwed up this order. That's really terrible. That's fucking terrible. That's just terrible. Let's fix that. So, four six-round picks. Oof. Oof, oof. I guess that'll make up for that fourth rounder that you don't have. So, who did the Bears lose on offense? Well, one, Mitchell Trubisky. Quarterback went to Buffalo. Damian Williams actually was brought in for fuck's sakes. Jesus. Mess this shit up every once in a while. At least I'm catching it, right? Right? At least we're catching it. We're getting it fixed. Uh, Rashad Coward, offensive guard, went to Pittsburgh. DeAndre Carter, wide receiver. I didn't even know he was on the fucking Bears. He went to Washington. Uh, who did they bring in? Damian Williams, running back from Kansas City. He was COVID opt-out last year, uh, so he has no ranking. Elijah Wilkinson, offensive tackle from Denver. I actually do like that pickup. And Andy Dalton, quarterback from Dallas and formerly 
of the Cincinnati Bengals. So we will have one Andy Dalton and Nick Foles battling it out for the starter job in Chicago here. Uh, not really worrying about the fullbacks here. It's J.P. Holtz, tight end, and Ryan Nall fighting that one out. David Montgomery, Damian Williams, we have no idea yet where Tariq Cohen is in his rehab uh, from his knee injury uh, early last year. Uh, and then Artavis Pierce. Wide receivers, you're going to have Allen Robinson back, signed the franchise tag, Darnell Mooney across from him, and Anthony Miller, who they were shopping around actively uh, this offseason. Uh, in there. They could use another wide receiver here. Anthony Miller is definitely not getting the job done in the slot. Would they attack that with that 20th overall pick in the first round? It's possible. It is very, very possible. Tight end, you're going to have Cole Komet, and I have moved him in as the starter over one Jimmy Graham, but I would expect them to split time. Uh, Cole Komet is a better blocker than Jimmy Graham, so he should be in on most snaps. Offensive line, you're going to have Charles Leno, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, German Effetti, and for right now I have Bobby Massey in there. He still is a free agent, so that would actually bump up Elijah Wilkinson. So they could be looking for an offensive tackle in this draft with either that first-round pick or the second-rounder. Moving on to the defense. Here's who the Bears have lost. They do have a new defensive coordinator and one Sean Diessi. Uh, Buster Screen, cornerback, was cut. Kyle Fuller, cornerback, cut. That was a stupid move. Uh, he signed with Denver, of course. We talked about that in Denver on, with the AFC West. Roy Robertson-Harris, defensive end, went to Jacksonville. Barcavius Mingo, defensive end, went to Atlanta. Brett Urban, defensive end, went to Dallas. And John Jacobs. John Jacobs. God, John Jacobs, Jingleheimer Jenkins. Come on. Nose tackle went to Miami. Who did they bring in? Not too many really good guys. They brought in Angelo Blackson, defensive end from Arizona. Christian Jones, linebacker from Detroit. Jeremiah Atechu, outside linebacker from Denver. And Desmond Trufant, cornerback from Detroit. So they replaced Kyle Fuller with Desmond Trufant. Yeah, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Here's your defensive line for your 3-4 Bears defense. Mario Edwards Jr., Eddie Goldman, who should be returning from COVID uh, opt-out, and then Akeem Hicks on the strong side. Now, they did try to actively trade Akeem Hicks as well uh, for Russell, you know, in the Russell Wilson deal. Nobody nobody actually believes that they were going to get Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, no. Uh, they could use some depth here That <clears throat> with the six-round picks. That's probably where they will attack. Here's your linebacking core from weak side to strong. Robert Quinn, Danny Trevathan, who had his worst season in fucking forever. Roquan Smith, who had his best season uh, as a professional. And Khalil Mack on the strong side. So they're really good at the linebacking core, except actually where Trevathan is. He actually plays a pretty good, decent middle, uh, inside linebacker, um, but they can uh, work on making that position better, making this defense stronger, trying to cover up this uh, just despicable secondary. Uh, Eddie Jackson at free safety, Deion Bush at strong safety. They really could expand on that. 
Um, we'll wait and see if they have a safety that they like. There's not too many great uh, safeties in this draft, in my opinion, but uh, once I go back through them, I could have my mind changed very easily. Corners, you're going to have Jalen Johnson on one side, Desmond Trufant on the other. Ugh. But still good. I'll run somebody against Desmond Trufant every fucking week this season. Uh, Duke Shelley then would be in the slot. They need they need cornerback help, like definitely. Oh, God, if they could grab one of those stud corners in this draft, that would probably be their best option. Five offensive free agents, three defensive free agents for a total of eight. They are just over $2 million in cap space, so they have a lot of work to get done here. Let's move on to the Motor City. Let's talk Detroit Lions here. Oh, man, where do we start? Where do we start? How about the draft picks where they only have six? You fucking kidding me? Six? Six? Six goddamn picks? Seventh pick overall in the first round. Early second, early third, late third, early fourth, early fifth. And who did they lose this offseason? Well, Matt Stafford, quarterback, traded to uh, the Rams. Oh, man, I got to check. I got that as an eight. Why do I have that as an eight? I got to change that. Goofy, goofy. Stuff looks weird. I got to change it. Otherwise, it just bothers me. I don't care if I sound like an idiot by recording it. Matt Stafford talked about quarterback, though, traded to the L.A. Rams for Jared Goff. Uh, Jesse James, tight end cut. Russell Bodine, center cut. Joe Dahl, center cut. Chase Daniel, quarterback cut. Matt Prater, kicker, signed with Arizona. Jamal Agnew, wide receiver slash running back, signed with Jacksonville. Marvin Jones, wide receiver, signed with Jacksonville. Odie Obushier, offensive guard, signed with the Chargers. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, went to the Giants. That was the big, big signing. And then one Mohamed Sanu, wide receiver, went to San Francisco. Who did they bring in here? Good Lord, I got Jared Goff in an 8 font too. That is just, that is silly. That is just silly. Let's fix that. <laughs> Jared Goff, though, uh, replacing Matt Stafford here. Tyrell Williams, wide receiver, uh, signed as a free agent. He actually, why this is not set up as the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, I will never know. There, now we got it fixed. Brashard Perriman, wide receiver from the Jets. Josh Hill, tight end from New Orleans. Uh, so that is good with the new uh, head coach, Dan Campbell. He's got some familiarity. Uh, blocking tight end guy that can actually move in at fullback from time to time. Damian Ratley, wide receiver from Houston. Jamal Williams, running back from Green Bay. Tim Boyle, quarterback from Green Bay. The Tim Boyle experiment will never happen, unfortunately, which means that Jordan Love moves up behind Aaron Rodgers. Khalif Raymond, wide receiver, brought in from Tennessee, and Randy Bullock, kicker from Cincinnati. Talked about the quarterbacks enough. Tim Boyle should be the primary backup to Jared Goff, leaving David Blau as the third quarterback again this year. Uh, Jason Gabinda is listed as the fullback for right now. We did talk uh 
or I did mention that uh, Josh Hill will move into that role from time to time. Running backs, DeAndre Smith, Jamal Williams, on Johnson, Adrian Peterson, still a free agent. Hopefully he does not resign with Detroit. Um, the Jamal Williams signing hurts DeAndre Swift a little bit because Jamal Williams is actually a good uh, pass catcher at the running back position. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here um, because basically the three guys that you have there, they're kind of the same guy. Uh, Jamal Williams will be the biggest out of the three. Um, so it will be interesting to see if they do anything uh, with any guy, any running backs that might get cut or maybe they can get on the cheap and bring in here. Uh, wide receivers, you're going to have Brashad Perriman on one side, Tyrell Williams woof, on the other. Geronimo Allison I have slotted into the slot for right now. He was a COVID opt-out from last year, although Khalif Raymond definitely could uh, beat him out in there. Uh, but they do need some depth. They do need to focus on wide receiver, at least with one or two of these picks. Uh, build some depth in there. Tight end, you're going to have TJ Hawkinson and Hunter Bryant. Uh, being your primary pass catchers from that position. Uh, Josh Hill being mostly a blocker, or utilized as a blocker, I should say. Offensive line, moving from left to right, you're going to have Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Halapolovate, Halahalavatai at offensive guard, uh, Tyrell Crosby, Crosby at right tackle. Uh, offensive line is pretty good. They can uh, upgrade at the offensive guard positions, so they can draft either a tackle or a guard to play one of those two positions. They do need to get some depth. They are very, very shallow across this offensive line. Moving on to the defense, off-season losses. You have Justin Coleman, quarterback, cornerback cut. Christian Jones, linebacker cut. Desmond Trufant, corner cut. Daryl Roberts, cornerback, went to Washington. Miles Killebrew's strong safety, went to Pittsburgh. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, Gerard Davis, middle linebacker, went to the New York Jets. Re Reggie Ragland, linebacker, went to the Giants. And Danny Shelton, D-tackle, was cut. Who did they bring in? Well, they did bring in one Michael Brockers in a trade defensive end from the Rams. Uh, completely separate trade from the Goff-Stafford trade. Joel Heath, defensive tackle, free agent. Uh, he was a UDFA last year. Uh, Charles Harris, defensive end from Atlanta. Alex Anzalone, linebacker from New Orleans. And Corn Elder, cornerback from Carolina. Because uh, that's all you need is, you know, if you're going to get burned. If you're going to get burned, you might as well you might as well pop some popcorn and Pop some popcorn. That is a terrible fucking joke. What's a oh man? I gotta I gotta go to bed. Uh, long the defensive line working from weak side to strong. You're gonna have Michael Brockers, John Pen. Uh, <laughs> I always want to say penis any. So John any penis, uh, John Penessy, uh, Nick Williams at the D tackle slash DN spot. Uh, they're good on the outside spots. They're going to need to upgrade at the nose tackle position, so I would definitely take a look there. Uh, we need to, well, the Lions need to basically make sure that this defense is not a sieve uh, to the run. Linebackers, weak to strong. You got Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, Jelani Tavai, and Romeo Aquara. 
if they do anything here, it's going to be at that inside linebacker spot where Tavai is. Uh, his backup, Sean Dion Hamilton, is no is is not much better. Uh, so that should be a primary focus, inside linebacker, inside linebacker, nose tackle, nose tackle. Tracy Walker should be your primary free safety here. Will Harris at the strong safety position. They can definitely use upgrades there, uh, but let's fix this front seven first. Uh, and then at the corners, you're going to have Jeff Akuda and Amani Aru Aware uh, battling it out with Corn Elder on the other side. Mike Ford should be your slot corner. They definitely need corner help, um, either getting a stud to match up with Jeff Akuda, which would mean that you could move Corn Elder back to uh, the slot as well. Uh, they cannot have Aru Aware. Warrier on that opposite side of Akuda. Uh, we did tackle that one. We attacked that spot uh, pretty frequently last season. Two offensive free agents, three defensive free agents for a total of five. They have $25 million in available cap space. Green Bay Packers. How many picks do they got? They have 10. They have 10 picks. So there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking with the Green Bay Packers this draft season. Uh, first round pick is the 29th pick in the draft. Then from there, late second, late third, late fourth, late fourth, late fifth, late fifth, late sixth, late sixth, and a late seventh. Uh, so once you get into the fourth round, they have two through the sixth uh, round there. Uh, so they should be in very good shape to at least build some depth. I would expect them to package something together, uh, gain more picks in this draft. Does that mean that they could move out of that 29th spot? It's not out of the realm of possibilities. They could pick up a third, maybe a late second uh, in this draft. Off-season losses. Uh, well, they cut offensive tackle Ricky Wagner. They also cut fullback John Lovett. Uh, because they like Josiah DeGuerra back there. Uh, Corey Lindsley, center, signed with the L.A. Chargers. We talked about Jamal Williams, uh, the running back, signing with Detroit, and Tim Boyle, uh, corner, quarterback, was cut. Uh, they're decent at quarterback. Of course, there was no offseason additions. They're decent at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the end-all, be-all. Uh, Jordan Love being his primary backup. I would wait to see... Uh, if they pick up a couple of, uh, if they pick up somebody, a veteran, quite possibly, uh, that gets cut off another team uh, to either fill in before Jordan Love, or maybe they just really like Jordan Love that much that Tim Boyle was expendable. We also have to consider that. Uh, we talked about Deguera being the main fullback there. Now they did like Dominique Daphne in that position as well uh, late in the season. And into the playoffs, uh, blocking for Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, Patrick Taylor would be the third guy, and then Dexter Williams uh, with Mike Weber filling out the rear. So they're, pretty, they're really actually really, really good at running back. Hopefully they don't attack that. Wide receiver, I know this is where everybody wants to go as far as the Packers are concerned, right? So you have Marquez Valdez-Scandling. Uh, or MVS, lining up across from Devontae Adams with Alan Lazard in the slot. Um, for the love of God, please don't let Devin Funches ever take the fucking field. 
uh, for this team. That's all I have to say about that. I would see. Th- I would like to see them uh, pick up a wide receiver or two, but it's probably not going to be until that third, fourth round somewhere in there. Tight end, you're going to have Mercedes Lewis. He's the blocking tight end, and then Robert Tunyon uh, signed his <clears throat> um, restricted free agent contract, so he's back. Jay Sternberger is also back as well. Um, <laughs> what's up, big dog? Thanks. Um, so they're set at tight end here. Now here's the offensive line. You're going to have David Bakhtiari. He's probably not going to start out the season right away. Uh, depends on his rehab here at left tackle. Uh, John Runyon Jr. should be right now the left guard. Elton Jenkins at center. Lucas Patrick at right guard. And Billy Turner at right tackle. Uh, would like to see them definitely focus on this offensive line, build that up. Uh, they've always usually been pretty good with those third, fourth round picks, uh, getting guys that can come in and start. Although I would like to see them spend it that second round pick on this offensive line moving on to the defense here's the offseason losses one christian kirksey inside linebacker cut and matravius adams defensive end we talked about signed with new england we talked about that one yesterday defensive line weak to strong tyler lancaster kenny clark dean lowry they're pretty good there although they could use some depth uh, specifically behind Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark. Your linebacking crew, this is going to be a little controversial uh, to Packer fans probably uh, that listen to this. So from weak side to strong side, uh, Zadarius Smith, that's a no-brainer. Uh, Chris Barnes, uh, which is a spot that they really need to upgrade. Kamal Martin, uh, the other inside linebacker position, and then I have Rashawn Gary in front of Preston Smith. Preston Smith took a a pretty decent pay cut to stay on this team. They were ready to cut his ass. Uh, Rashawn Gary did step up. Now they could. Here's what they can do. If Preston Smith has a good uh, training camp, they could move Preston Smith back up, which would move Kamal Martin uh, to the Chris Barnes spot, and then you could see Rashawn Gary uh, lineup inside right next to Preston Smith. Moving back to the safeties, you'll have Darnell Savage at the free safety position, Adrian Amos, who is as steady as it comes at the strong safety position. They're pretty good here. They've got decent depth, so uh, they'll stay away from there. Uh, now, <laughs> here's another controversial uh, spot. Uh you have Jair Alexander on the one side. They did re-sign Kevin King. Uh, I believe it was a one-year, $6 million deal. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck they re-signed him. They should have tried to get Patrick, uh, tried a little bit harder to get Patrick Peterson or would have rather had the old man in there than uh, have uh, Kevin King of getting burned uh, on that side. Chandon Sullivan should uh, continue to be the slot corner. Uh, would expect them to focus on cornerback again this season four offensive free agents five defensive free agents for a total of nine they are tight against the cap we're looking at just over 2.5 million under the cap so they do still need to cut salary if they hope to sign all of these rookies last but certainly not least is the minnesota vikings Uh, let's take a look at their draft selections they have a total of 12 
in this year's draft. Mid-first, mid-third, late-third, mid-fourth, mid-to-late-fourth, ahead of the 420 pick. Uh, Late-fourth, late-fourth, mid-fifth, late-fifth, mid-sixth, late-sixth, and mid-seventh. So um, if they have their eye on a player, they can definitely move up in this draft. They'll probably try to get back into that second round, if not expand upon that first-rounder pick. Uh, But I would expect that actually for that first rounder to stay there and quite possibly move into the second round, utilizing a third and a fourth. Uh, Quarterback, you're going to have Kirk Cousins, but there's not much else behind him. You have Jake Browning and Nate Stanley, uh, last year's rookie out of Iowa. Uh, They need to get a competent backup in there uh, for this Vikings offense. C.J. Ham will be your fullback again. And then your running back group is as good as ever. Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Amir Abdullah, and Jake Vargas. Uh, would not see them spend a high draft pick. More than likely, if they spend anything, it'll be one of those six-rounders. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen manning the outsides with Chad Beebe in the slot. Uh, expect the Minnesota Vikings to, again, probably attack the wide receiver spot. Uh, not with that first, but if they definitely want to move into the second, like I think that they should, they can get one of these uh, high-flying uh, slot uh, wide receivers. Tight end, you're going to have Irv Smith Jr. Uh, there's no Kyle Rudolph. He moved on to um, the New York Giants. We actually didn't go through the offseason losses and additions, but... Eh, fuck it. Tyler Conklin and Brandon Dillon will back up Smith there. Uh, should be fine at tight end. Uh, offensive line then, you have Rashad Hill at left tackle, Dakota Dozier, Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, and Brian O'Neill finishing off the right side. Dakota Dozier being the guy that is actually the weakest link out of all five. Um you could see a little bit of Mason Cole. He was a center that was uh, traded in from Arizona. Uh, he could slip into the guard position. They do need depth, uh, if not a full-time starter in here. Uh, should actually mention that Michael Boone, uh, longtime backup running back, he signed with the Denver Broncos. Moving on to the defense, here's your offseason losses here. Cordrera. Tankersley, cornerback cut. Tay Hayes, cornerback cut. Hardy Nickerson, Jr., middle linebacker, went to Houston. Good riddance. He was in the dark, he was in the darkest of reds, which is incredibly poor. Uh Sharmer Stevens, D tackle cut, Effetti, Ad- <laughs> Odenigbo, uh defensive end signed with the New York Giants. Anthony Harris, free safety, went to Philadelphia. Who did they bring in? They did bring in defensive end Stephen Weatherly. Uh, from Carolina, Nick Vigil, linebacker from Miami, uh, Patrick Peterson, cornerback from Arizona, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, nose tackle from the New York Giants, Xavier Woods, free safety from Dallas, and Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback from Cincinnati. Uh, so they're trying to rework this defense. This defense was really uh, falling off here. Um Distraction. I'm distracted. Man, oh man. Um, defensive line here. 
You're going to have Stephen Weatherly right now, Michael Pierce at the D-tackle spot next to Dalvin Tomlinson and Daniil Hunter uh, on the strong side here. Uh, they're pretty decent. They're pretty uh, They're pretty deep along that defensive line, so they should be good there. Uh, linebackers, you're going to have Nick Vigil, Eric Hendricks, and Anthony Barr working from weak to strong. Uh, backups here need to be improved across all three linebacker spots, so those late-round picks are going to come in handy there. Free safety will be Xavier Woods, who came over from Dallas, and then you'll have longtime strong safety Harrison Smith back there. Uh, would like to see them quite possibly pick up a backup for Xavier Woods here at the free safety position. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, corners, you're going to have Cameron Dantzler being the guy across from Patrick Peterson. Uh, moving Jeff Gladney actually back to the slot. Backed up by Mackenzie Alexander. Now, that could flip-flop. They could move. If Gladney has a pretty decent offseason, uh, good training camp, I could see him moving across from Patrick Peterson and then Cameron Dantzler moving into that slot position. Uh, but I would like to see them... Well, I, the Packer fan in me doesn't want to see them do this, but uh, just looking at the depth charts in itself, I'd like to see them attack corner and just keep attacking corner until they get it right. Patrick Peterson only has a, another year or two in him. Uh, he is definitely not Tom Brady. He's not going to stick around forever. Two offensive free agents, four defensive free agents for a total of six. They have $7.3 million in cap space. And that, my friends, is the last of the depth charts run through after free agency. So from here on out, we will keep our focus primarily on the draft. I'm hoping to get the first offensive positions out uh, out this week. Uh, if not, I will definitely, definitely have a couple of podcasts for next week. Uh, dealing specifically with the skill position players. I'm tr going to try and have another podcast out here probably Thursday night. That's my goal uh, for the tight ends, try and get them done. If not, at least we'll talk through uh, what we're kind of looking for in the draft, kind of go through maybe uh, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah's uh, top fives at each position. So until then... I'm going to take off. I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking hungry. I don't even mind fucking eating in bed. Everybody have a good one. I'll talk to you guys later.